You're listening to the best of the day. I say you the, you the best. Halford and Bruff. You're listening to Halford and Bruff. Instead, he's going to swing away and hit it to right center field and gone on the first pitch he sees. I'm not in a rush to sign. Uh, I mean, I got one one more year left over there. There's no rush from, from either side, so uh, we'll, we'll take it week by week and, and see where it goes. Okay, don't panic. Mark, stop panicking! Good morning, Vancouver 601 on a Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, everybody. It is Halford. It is Broth. It is Sportsnet 650. We are coming to you live from the beautiful Kintech Studios in beautiful Fairview Slopes in Vancouver. Jason, good morning. Good morning. Adog, good morning to you. Good morning. Laddie, good morning to you as well. Hello, hello. Halford and Broth of the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience a Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Accurate dealer today. We are in hour one of the program. Hour one is brought to you by John Stone's Barbecues. You don't pay more to shop with the experts at Johnstone's Barbecues. No, no. They're open five days a week with two locations to serve you. Visit them online at johnstones.com. We are coming to you live from the Kintech studio, Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at kintech.net. I read that really fast because we got stuff to do. We thought we had a show. Now we got an entirely different show. I'll explain in a moment. Guest list today, 6.30, Alex Adams, going to join us live from Jakarta the host of the 2023 FIBA World Cup. We'll talk to him about Canada kicking things off against France on Friday. 7 o'clock, J.P. Acosta, an NFL writer from SB Nation, he came on the recommendation of Mike Tannier. Okay. He came very highly touted. So J.P. Acosta to talk NFL at 7. 7.30, former Vancouver Canuck, former teammate of Elias Pettersson, Kyle Burroughs is going to join the show. Now a member of the San Jose Sharks. We'll talk to Kyle at 7.30. 8 o'clock, Thomas Drantz from the Athletic Vancouver for some Canucks news. And folks, we have some Canucks news. I'm not going to waste any more time, although our guests do bear the mention they got. Without further ado, let's uh, tell everybody what just happened. Hey, did you guys see the game last night? No. No. What happened? I missed all the action because I was... We know how busy your life can be. What happened? Missed that? You missed that? What Happened is brought to you by the BC Construction Safety Alliance, making safety simpler by giving construction companies the best in tools, resources, and safety training. Visit them online at bccsa.ca. Last night, when we went to bed, this intro was going to be about James Harden and the Jays and the Mariners and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Forget all that. Forget it. Throw it in the toilet. Not really in the toilet, metaphorically speaking. Uh, From Stockholm, overnight, Elliot Friedman, Sportsnet's very own, provided a very significant update regarding the future of Vancouver Canuck, Elias Pettersson. I guess they are doing their preseason tour, Sportsnet they are, yeah. going around and doing the media rounds. So Friedge was on a boat. He's on a boat. <laughs> on a boat in Stockholm. With Petey. In which Pettersson told uh, Elliot Friedman that he is going to wait into the season to consider signing a contract extension. He said he's in no rush. To sign a contract extension. He wants all his focus to be on starting the season strong. Instead of paraphrasing what the man said, here now is the audio, courtesy of Sportsnet and Elliot Friedman. Elias Pettersson 
on his contract future in Vancouver. Extension. They're eligible to sign. Yeah. Where do things stand? Yeah. Um, I'm not in a rush to sign. Um, I'm a... I mean, I got one one more year left over there, and uh, I don't want to rush into anything because I still don't know myself if it's going to be a short term or a long term. But it's going to be uh, probably my biggest contract so far, so I don't want to stress anything. Just going to get off to a good start. Focus on that. Yeah, that's been the main goal. I mean, the whole summer I'm just trying to prepare myself as much as possible with training, trying to gain a little bit of weight, some muscles, and. Uh, and yeah, especially get off to a good start with the team. So I've been told that this is not necessarily reason to panic. Um, the necessarily concerned me and made me panic. Mm. What do you mean necessarily? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Is, is there some reason to panic on this? Define necessarily. Um, listen, I want to get everyone's uh, who's listening. I want to get their reactions. So text into the Dunbar Lumber text line. At 650-650. Jordan and Langley wasted no time weighing in. First text in, 6.05 in the morning. <laughs> I got a feeling it's going to be this kind of day in Vancouver. Jordan from Langley writes, Pouty Petey is done in Vancouver. He chose violence at 6.05 in the morning. Okay, what I like to try and do is put myself in the position of the player. And that is Elias Pedersen we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Um now, there are good reasons to get a long-term contract extension done as soon as possible. Two good reasons. Number one, you might get hurt. That's and you, one. And you like to have that long-term contract extension. And, you know, if you get that done, you are set for life. Your kids are set for life. And if they're good kids, their kids might be set for life. Like, like that Brandon Hagel money. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money. We're talking about regardless, even if he loses the negotiation on an eight year deal, he is still very, very rich and you get that, right? Yep. yep. Uh, the number two reason would be, Hey, maybe you don't play as well as you did last season. And all of a sudden your comps don't look as good and maybe you lose a few million dollars that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. Right. Those are the only reasons to sign. Right. And you could say like, well, I'm insured, right? So if I get injured, I'm going to get paid out anyway. Or number two, you'd be like, yeah, you know what? Even if I have a down season, I'm going to get paid a lot, right? So those reasons actually aren't all that strong. There are way more reasons to slow play this if you're a PD. And it doesn't surprise me that this is the way he's doing it. You know, we had conversations earlier in the summer where we kind of said like, you know, like I – I don't know, like talk, he, hearing the Canucks talk, hearing Petey talk, I don't know if he's going to sign this offseason, right? It might actually be all the way until next offseason. It could be. Like he's under contract for next season. There are myriad reasons why he would wait. Number one, let's see what happens with the salary cap, how much it goes up. Maybe that, just just the knowledge of the salary cap going up, maybe that convinces the Canucks to give him even more. And here's, and here's the one where we have to be honest. Let's see how the Canucks do. Let's see how the Canucks do. Mm-hmm. If, if it's another, if it's a third straight nightmare start to the season, if this organization has a drama-filled season like it did last season, again, 
put yourself in Petey's shoes. You're in the prime of your career. You're one of the best hockey players on the planet. Why would you want to sign with a dysfunctional franchise? Right. Now, I do want to, for the sake of being fair and accurate and really providing the chronology as to where it got to this point, because this is a point in the road. This is a fork, maybe, in the road with regards to Laddie's doing the sticking the fork in the back motion there. But it's a fork in the road as it pertains to where the Canucks and Elias Pettersson are going to go. Like, Don't make any mistake about it. It's not a huge deal, but it's a significant development. Consider this. In May... Pedersen's agent, J.P. Barry, went on a podcast with Pierre Lebrun and said that the goal was to have Pedersen sign a long-term extension in Vancouver, adding that they were going to meet this summer about an extension. That's out there. You can look it up. It's in writing. The audio's out there, too. We are looking to sign a long-term extension. We're going to sit down this summer. That was at the end of May. In June, or sorry, July, a month later, Barry then said, these talks are going to happen, but maybe later in the summer, maybe even in the fall as we get closer to training camp. But they were still going to happen. Yeah. They were going to sit down and talk. Okay. That was with Donnie and Dolly in July. So at that stage, you had two different points of the offseason in which the agent said, we are going to talk about a contract extension. Today, our day of... August 23rd, Pedersen has said, that's not going to happen. He's not going to engage in contract negotiations. He's not going to sign an extension before the start of the season. He's going to wait and see what happens during the season. So that's the rest of August. That's September. That's October. Is it possible they've already talked? Potentially. Yeah. Because we talked with Patrick Alvin uh, in early July, and this is what he had to say. Uh, we we uh, we met uh, with his agent, uh, and uh, I, I I'm texting uh, with Elias, and I might give him a call here uh, <laughs> today or tomorrow. But uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, I think there is again, as I said before, there is no rush. Uh, uh, we uh, since I got in here, I, I have a I feel I have a really good relationship with Elias, and and. Uh, you know, I want uh, the leadership uh, to be a big part of this, and and I think it's important for me to have a good communication with the players. Uh, and um, so, uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see. As I said, there, there is there is no rush from from either side. So uh, we'll, we take it here uh, uh, week by week and and see where it goes. Spencer and Poco texted in, and this is something that Adog was talking about before the show. Spencer writes that he picked up on the I don't know if it will be short-term or long-term portion of PD's comment, which made me feel more confident in him staying. Okay. I picked up on that too. Maybe that is optimism. Reason for optimism. The other part of this is the Canucks have him under control. Correct. In terms of, like, he's their possession not under contract after this current contract expires for one more year Mm -hmm. now what if (laughs) that short-term deal is just a one-year deal that he's just like okay i'll accept my qualifying offer and i'm out 
right? Like that is that is the the hammer that guys in Petey's position wield. It is why Matthew Kachuk was able to force his way out of Calgary, mm-hmm. right? He just goes, sure. okay, well, you know, I'm a year away from unrestricted free agency. Um, you know, we can talk about this with Drance at eight o'clock. All the all the ways that he could force his way out, um, if you want to get into that. But he's got leverage if he wants to leave. The the likes of Kachuk and Dubois, uh, they've all showed us this, mm-hmm. right? So you can say like, okay, I'll do a short term contract, and then I'm out of there. But typically, what happens is it it never really gets to that point because the team goes well. <laughs> We're not going to risk you walking away in unrestricted free agency for nothing. So we're going to trade you. Mm-hmm. So I don't like feel free to use that to to make yourself feel more optimistic. Like it might be he's sitting there going, "Hmm, do I want to sign for four or five years, or do I want to go the full the full eight? Like that might be possible. We don't know, but it might also be like, you know, I have the option to do a one year deal too. Right. I'll go back to the same line of questioning I had the moment that I heard this is did something change over the course of the last three months? The direction in which both parties wanted to go with this or the direction from each individual party. Did the Pedersen camp decide that they wanted to go in a different direction? Did the Vancouver Canucks decide that they wanted to go in the same direction? Again, I will remind you that when this summer essentially kicked off end of May, beginning of June, J.P. Barry, the agent, said, quote, Elias is thinking about it, signing with the Vancouver Canucks. I think it's going to happen. We're going to sit down this summer. We're going to talk about staying there long term. That is the plan right now. That's a far cry from the player, again, on August 23rd, saying, I don't know if it's going to be long term. It might be. Short term. At mm-hmm. one point, do you think something's changed? Is that what you're arguing? Do you think if, if you're not to bet, arguing anything, mm-hmm. I think it's a fact that something has changed. It's just cut and dry to me, right? If if they're saying on one hand we're gonna talk and the goal is to stay long term, and then months later it's well we're not gonna talk and I don't know if it's gonna be short term or long term. Those are two different things. This isn't a spin. I'm not trying to create clicks and headlines. This isn't fake news. Right? I mean, this is all, this is Elias Pettersson's quote today, and three months earlier, it's his agent's quotes. Like, they're the ones that said it. Bill from Buffalo texts in. I wonder if he knows Buffalo Bill. Uh, These type of contracts never get done till the last minute, and this will be done at the very last minute if it ever gets done. Bill, these types of contracts get done all the time before the last minute. Sebastian Ajo. Can I just jump in, though? What, What type of contract? We don't even know. Is it a short-term contract? Is it a long-term contract? Is it like you don't no, know? No, he's. I think he's just saying like when there's time, the time always gets taken up, and it goes down to the last minute. Okay, well, you were just going to make the point, but it, all, I, it doesn't always. And happen. I disagree with that. You know, oftentimes when there's a player that's really happy with the team, and the team is really happy with them, a contract will get signed well before. The contract is up. I it also happens yeah. all the time. It's as, as soon as you're eligible, some guys sign. So, you know, I don't know what your retort to that is. Bill from Buffalo, maybe he means like in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. Right? But JT Miller signed. I do want to put this out there because, you know, you've stressed the importance of the start of the season countless times. 
We've gone over the start of the schedule. We've alluded to the god-awful start the Canucks had to start last season. In light of all of this, Pedersen's comments really reiterate and hammer home your point about how profoundly and fundamentally important a good start is to the season. Because in explaining it to Elliot Friedman, by the way, if you haven't heard the audio or seen the tweet, go to Fridge's account. Are we? You don't call it X, do you? No, no. It's we're not doing only, that. Only ironically, you don't do it on Collectively purpose. as a people, yeah, yeah. we're not going to do this, No, right? it's Twitter forever. So go to Twitter, check out Fridge's account. There's an audio clip about a minute and a half long, and then the tweet kind of explaining, paraphrasing everything. But Petey says, I want to start the season strong. I want to focus on a strong start to the season. This is part of the reason why we're not going to have these contracts. And then talks. he looks right at the camera and says, I hope the team has a strong start too. <laughs> So you but know, that's you, a whole part of it. You know, all those people that say, uh, um, <laughs> "There's been quite a few actually." They're like, "Stop talking about the start of the season. It's putting too much pressure on the players." Are we allowed to talk about the start of the yeah. season now? Stop talking about the only major storyline outside of Patterson yeah. resigning for the, the Canucks. The major factor. Yeah, like, there's no team in the NHL, none, no team that will have more pressure on them. To start strong than the Vancouver Canucks. I do appreciate Pedersen, whether intentionally or not, being like, oh, you guys think there's pressure now. Just wait, Mm -hmm. because there's going to be more. Because there's going to be people. Do you think he's playing mind games with them? There's, I don't know. I don't want to go there (laughs) yet. Is it that 4D? It's it's 617. (laughs) We've only had a few minutes to really, really absorb this news. Uh, I will say this. There are going to be people that correlate a good start for the Canucks and Petey to a contract extension and a bad start to him not signing a contract extension. That's going to be out there rightly or wrongly, fairly or not. I don't think it's fair, but it's, it's impossible to ignore now, right? Going into the final year of a contract in which you have this history of slow starts, submarining your seasons. There's going to be people that are like, ah, it's more of the same. It's more of the same. And Petey might want to walk because of it. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm not saying that. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's accurate, but that's going to be out there now. Many people say. Many people are saying it, though. <laughs> uh, let's go around the room here. Um, is this is this update, does this make you uh, more optimistic, more nervous, or no change? Halford, I bet I'm betting on no change because you're dead inside. I didn't feel a thing. You know what? I'm way more excited, and I was already about the start of the season now. Way more excited. No, but about PD. About PD staying, is it giving me more optimism or less optimism? Yeah. Less. Yeah. How would it give you more? How would anything that he says, you're like, well, now I feel better. A-Dog, Mr. Optimism over there? Uh, I mean, if he would have ended the interview just by (laughs) saying... I only have one year left over there, and then jumped off the boat <laughs> and swam to shore. He's taking the life preserver with yeah. him. He's like, I'm gone. I, I would have been very worried then, but the fact that he says, I don't know if it's going to be a long or a short term, I don't know. I think he still wants to sign. I just don't, you know, if they have another bad year uh, or even just a bad start and maybe finish off a little poor, um, maybe it's just a short-term deal, yeah. I, I still think he'll sign here, though. Yeah. More, or less, more or less, though, in light of what he said uh, well, on the boat before less, jumping off I guess it. less because it seems less likely now that he's going to sign a long-term considering he said he doesn't know what he's going to do. Sure, right. Laddie, so more say less. or less. I don't know. I, th- I think this is more just art of negotiation. I think 
Elias is pretty shrewd when it comes to that kind of stuff. We saw last time there was a contract discussion, took all the stuff off his social media. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can buy in a lot to the little details that we get here and there. We're not involved in the discussion, so I, I don't think this sways me either way. To be so you're, you're, you you're doing the Halford. I'm doing the, you're the doing, fence. You're doing, you're doing the dead inside. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm proud of you, laddie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you, bruv? Um, probably less optimistic. The fact that it's August 23rd. And like, there's, there's, there's a window here right now where you would do the negotiating, right? Like training camp hasn't started. This is the time where you do it on the boat. You you, you know, you would sit, your agent would sit down on the boat with the Canucks. No, PD wouldn't even be involved. Like the agent would sit down with the Canucks right before, please shut up. (laughs) And they, and they would, this would, this is where the hard talks would happen. Right. Like it's nothing off. It's really nothing off. You know, Petey, he can still be on vacation and do all his training, and he, you know he can be on a boat if he wants. Um, like it's looks not, like, it's not like him. A, it's not like a ferry. It's not him doing the work. You would just tell your agent. You'd be like, okay, listen, we're, you know, everyone's coming back from vacation now. Training camp hasn't started. Let's get this thing worked out. But he's not telling his agent that, or his agent is saying, let's not do that. So maybe from his agent's perspective, the decision not to talk is a bit of a negotiating thing. But I think when you think about it that way, like if this was if this was the start of training camp, day one of training camp, and Petey came in and said, um, you know, we're not we're not you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk. We'll, we'll talk about it later in the season. You'd be like, Oh, okay, well, they tried to get a deal done and it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But again, August 23rd, can you even say that they tried to get a deal done? They, they didn't. Like, there's still time to get a deal done. What I would like to know, and hopefully there will be some reporting on this, is what kind of talks did occur? How, how far along did it get? Because there, it's possible that there are these talks that did happen. And PD just didn't like the number or the Israeli agent didn't like the number that the Canucks came up with and said, okay, well, we'll talk about it later and we'll try and put some pressure on you and this will put some pressure on them. But we don't know that mm-hmm. because, you know, I went into this off season thinking, you know, the number one goal for the Canucks is to deal with Pedersen. Like that directs the entire, uh, direction of the of the franchise right sure if you have pd you're just going to keep trying to win if you have to trade pd man does that change things okay well now you don't have an elite number one center terrific right that's not great it's not great for the franchise okay mm-hmm. um so again i just i just i i'm i'm having issues with the fact that it's only August 23rd, and PD is saying this stuff. There is plenty of time to schedule some talks between his camp and the Canucks, and he's basically saying, nah, let's do this later. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And, I mean, this you do you can't pivot quite easily off this to say, well, when the season starts, you just say, you know what, uh, I'm just going to focus on playing. Not going to, you know, I'm not going to talk about this during the season. I'm not going to get into this with the media, et cetera, et cetera. It's a development. 
I'll classify it as that. There's some groundbreaking analysis from Sportsnet 650. This is absolutely something of a development because if nothing else, it kicks the can down the road. This extends this period. You got to remember when Jason points out that it's August 23rd, we got a month until September 23rd where nothing's going on there either. It's barely the start of the preseason. You're, you're still a ways away from the time where games actually matter. So this is a long time to digest this development and figure out what happens next. And we got to point this out because we're basically the first ones to be talking about this. Fridge decided to choose violence himself and drop the tweet <laughs> at 12.04 a.m. Vancouver time. There's going to be a lot of people digging into this over the next 24 to 48 hours. There's going to be every reporter in town trying to figure out exactly what's going on. There's going to be countless think pieces written in all of your favorite online publications, and it's going to be dissected for the better part of a week, I would say. And I think James from Richmond makes a good point here. This will be a talking point all season long until he signs or doesn't. Such a distraction now. I sure hope the team can deal with it. Did you think that we overdid JT Miller trade talks? (laughs) I got news for you, brother. This is the best of Halford and Bruff. Download the full show through Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the day. Halford and Bruff. What we just have to call Thomas Grant's erotica. I always forget that this happens. So many layers to this song. So much depth. Uh, a listener by the name of Plop. That's right. Yeah. Plop. Yeah, we've read his text before. That's he right t- up there with Girth. He texted in earlier. Not Girth, but Plop. Plop texted in earlier. and Girth is his father. <laughs> Call me Mr. Plop. Uh, he did not care. Not for your songs that have already been made. But he was suggesting, A-Dog, that as the bit has gone along, it's gotten more and more cringe. Yeah. No, I, I actively try and make each – I follow up each jingle with a worse version of that jingle. Intentionally. Yeah. Right. So they're going to get worse and worse until eventually you'll just want to throw your radio out your car. But you, was, you astutely replied to Plop. Yes. That – this just sounds like a guy who wants his own intro song. I think that's what he was angling for. Yeah. Projecting a little bit. He was projecting for yeah. sure. Yeah. He's like, where's Plop song? <laughs> it's like We've the, thong. Got the can Plop you, song. Can you do the thong song, but with Plop? <laughs> plop, 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 plop. There you go. There you go, Plop. Dumps like a truck. <laughs> Cal Rally. Okay, uh, we got to focus here. Drance is waiting on hold. For six minutes. Halford and Bruff in the Morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. Hour three of this program is underway. Hour three is brought to you by Campbell and Pound, real estate appraisers. Trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. We are coming to you live from the Kintech studio, Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at kintech.net.
To the phone lines we go. Thomas Drance, the Athletic Vancouver here on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. What up, Drancer? Gentlemen, congratulations on getting the band back together. Yeah, this is good. We also got news, like legitimate, proper Canucks news in the middle of a week, in the middle of the summer, or say close to the end of the summer. But anyway, uh, I got to ask you, because you are like a take machine. You're just constantly churning out the takes. You've always got something to say on every topic, but this one was tough <laughs> because Freege decided to drop the Elias Pettersson story at, I think, 12.04 a.m. Vancouver time. So have you yeah. had enough time, Thomas, to sit there and cook up some stuff in the lab about what Elias Pettersson had to say about his contract extension? I mean, okay, so obviously I can come up with whatever I need to come up with. I've, uh, there are takes. I, I think the main thing, though, is, like, he's at a junket, right? This is the European Player Media Tour. Correct. Um, you know, like, he spoke with uh, Mike Russo earlier this morning, too, at The Athletic. Um, and, and Russo sent me that transcript as well. So my gut reaction, when you hear someone say like, I didn't want to negotiate cause I'm preparing this summer for a big season, or you often get the version in the NHL where a player will say, you know, my side, actually, we dealt with this last summer with JT Miller. We, we don't want to have contract talks during the season, right? We're going to shelve those once the season starts. And I always think that those are bogus, right? Like, for the most part, those are talking points that I don't take very seriously. It's all negotiating leverage. It's just sort of a a polite public expression uh, of a negotiation. With Pedersen, when he says, I really wanted to focus on the hockey side, the hockey stuff and ignore or put these these talks on hold, um, I kind of believe it. You know, like, at, at least he's enough of a... you know, singular cat that I could understand him actually genuinely just being like, I don't want to deal with this this summer in terms of the mental space that'll take up. I'm not exactly sure what I want yet. I want to see how the season goes. I want to see how it is under Rick Tockett. I'm excited for this season, but you know, we need to see some things and how it all unfolds. Plus we don't know how to value the deal. Like what's the rush? What's the rush here? Right. Um, I could understand that being genuine, that he just wanted to focus on having as good a season as possible and letting it take care of itself from there. Uh, so, not not the not the hottest take for me, boys, but that's okay. Where where ninety percent of the time I'd say that's a that's a sort of comment that seems to me to be an expression of a negotiation. In this case, it, I genuinely think there's a real chance that it's just Patterson wanting to be Patterson. Okay, so in the end of May, beginning of June, uh, J.P. Barry, the agent for Elias Pettersson, went on uh, Pierre Lebrun's podcast and said that the goal this summer was to sit down, talk about an extension. We're going to talk about staying there long term. That is the plan right now. So that was May 31st, June 1st, right around then. Uh, A month later, beginning of July, J.P. Barry was on with Donnie and Dolly and said that uh, they're going to have talks about an extension, but later in the summer. And now it's gotten to, well, we're not going to talk about this. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to sign anything before the season starts because I want to focus on prep. Is it a fair thing to point out? Is it a fair question to ask what changed between when Barry first talked to the media and when Pedersen is talking now? Yeah, well, I think the only, the fact was, was that they were going to talk and you, you notice how like JP Barry saying it's a goal of ours to get it done versus, you know, and we're going to work to get it done. I mean, it might not seem 
to dramatically change the meaning, but it does, right? Because <clears throat> given the flat cap dynamics, which we've been over, the, the potential for an elevator season that would sort of, you know, have the cap lift significantly in the first UFA year. So not this season, not next season, the year after that, the year that Pedersen would be potentially able to sell his wares on the open market. Um, that, you know, this was going to be a hard one to do. In Barry's position, what's the conversation you want to have given those dynamics with the team sort of this summer? Like, what's the conversation you want to be proactive or about having or hearing from the team this summer? It's, are you willing to take a big shot? Are you willing to take a big run, right? I think that was more than anything all that we should into and can read into it said previously or what, or what Pedersen's reps at CAA had said previously. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they, they've done that. I don't know if the team did that. I don't know if there's, you know, uh, for this conspiracy theorists out there, a, a reaction to a, uh, to a number that wasn't going to get it done. Or if this is Pedersen just wanting to keep it quiet this summer and see what's what on the other side uh, in, into next year. But my view of it anyway would be that I, I don't really see like a, a lot of all of it makes sense to me based on the fact that a deal was always going to be tough to do this summer. And, and Barry's commentary earlier to me anyway, was more in line with what you'd expect from an agency that would be interested in hearing <laughs> where the team's willing to go now, but knows fundamentally that the best deal probably comes you know i mean as late as next summer from from a team comfort perspective but maybe even later than that from their clients perspective um a lot of people texting in suggesting the possibility that pd signs a short-term deal that say lines him up with the end of quinn hughes's contract so that would be a three-year extension um (laughs) what are the possibilities of that happening well, a team wouldn't want to do it. Right. Right? I mean, so you'd have to be leaving money on the table, presumably, because a team would prefer, usually, to have their best players staggered somewhat, especially when they're as good as Hughes and Pedersen are, and especially when they've negotiated as a block prior, right, which they did during the summer mm-hmm. of 2021, mm-hmm. uh, in some ways. In in fact, in in a lot of ways, that was limiting from the agency's perspective, right? They, they signed Pedersen, what? six months before his deal expired anyway. So um, is that right? Yeah. Six months before his deal expired anyway. So it wasn't, um, you know, perfect or, or, or like a perfectly executed plan, but you know, I, I mean, I, I think you would far prefer given that very unique dynamic of two players on the best team, both represented by the same people. Um, you know, you, you don't want those guys expiring at the same time because that creates, panic that creates a a really tough negotiating situation so if a player wanted to like push for it as as a singular factor in what they wanted to do then that would be something that a a team would be like okay well then you have to leave this and this on the table or so much for that nmc or what have you right I, i i doesn't seem like a realistic probability to me obviously it's a possibility but it doesn't seem like a probable um outcome here and from Vancouver's perspective, if you were to do it, I mean, you'd really be like, okay, well, we'll give it three more years, and then we really need to know if this is going to work or not. I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think this organization is going to be like, what? this organization is pretty slow to figure out that things won't work. So I'm not sure that <laughs> um, I'm not sure that three years is going to change much, but you know, my, my view anyway, is that that's um, and a, a fun thing to think about, but doesn't feel very practical to me. doesn't feel like a likely shape mm-hmm. um, for how this might turn out. Um, did you, so did you read the transcript of, uh, that Russo sent you of PD? Like, or is there any other comments? So, cause all we got was a little bit of a little tidbit from Frege. Was there anything else he said that's noteworthy? No, I'm, I mean, really just focusing, wanting to focus on the summer, uh, and wanting to, you know, um, put talks on hold for now, uh, effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the sides will keep talking and, and Pat Brisson, you know, will do that talking and, and keep Pedersen informed as they go. Uh, he was then asked about Vancouver and, and the market and the probable reaction to this news. Like, hey, uh, they might do a whole day of sports talk radio off of this. Whole week. Um, <laughs> whole month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Two years till UFA, start the clock now. Um, but uh, But then, you know, he talked about liking Vancouver and liking the attention and um, you know, liking the hockey centric nature of this market, mm-hmm. um, I- including the media scrutiny and, and the media's desire to know everything. So, you know, I mean, pretty innocuous, uh, but very much in line with, with what he gave Friedman. And yeah, I mean, clearly there's a, a message to send or, or a line to lean on, per, you know, given that Patterson's decided to, you know, not shelve contract talks, but put them on the back burner anyway, as he prepares for this season. So just to clarify, what is the message that he's sending? Well, the message I think is that he's at a junket and he needed a line to address it. (laughs) And the line is that I'm focusing, you know, like could it be a salvo in negotiations? Yes. Is it usually? Yes. Um, Is it in this case? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, This might just be a, like, there's a read here. You know, I noticed the Canucks, in-house media teams out with Quinn Hughes in Michigan too this week. Right. So it's like, there's absolutely a spin on this where you could look at it and say, Hey, it's a really good sign that Pedersen is, it's not always easy to get a guy to give up a a weekday or two for themselves in, in August and go to the player media tour. Now Pedersen lives 20 minutes away from it. So maybe an easier sell for the Canucks than it, than it used to be for me with Sasha Barkov. But uh, you know, uh, the fact that he's there representing the team and has a commentary that he wants to focus on the season like on balance i don't think you can call that bad from from a team perspective or a Pedersen's future in vancouver perspective mm-hmm. uh, the fact that both Pedersen are showing this level of commitment to like external organizational interests off off the ice uh the same week you know again to me that's like maturation is pro stuff that's that's good there, there's nothing negative there in my view, and, and that would be sort of my read on, on Pedersen's commentary today. Does it add any pressure to the team to get off to a good start, or is that pressure already maxed out anyway? Yeah, I think it's baked in. Like, I think it's baked in, and, and I think no matter what anyone says, you know, we we have that commentary from Pedersen about wanting to win. I, I'm sure that hasn't changed. You know, I, like, yeah, I think the it has been baked in for a while. Uh, retaining Elias Pettersson on the other side of this contract has been something that the organization has, you know, been preoccupied with for years, um, or at least for, for six months to a year now. 
you know, everyone knows the stakes. Everyone knows the stakes here. Everyone knows the stakes of this season. Um, So, you know, I I don't know that this commentary even throws gasoline on it. Like, that's just a raging fire. That's where we're at. Uh, That's unfortunate language in our province right now. Excuse me. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that is is already running at this point. That is baked in, uh, done with. That will shape how we cover, talk about, um, how the players and the coaching staff and management experience this upcoming season. Like there's a lot on the line for this team. Um, you were talking about Quinn Hughes and it just made me wonder, do you, do you think they're going to name a captain? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I think they will. I think they will. If I had to bet, I think they will just because it feels like if you do it, you sort of turn the page in some ways on um, the the sort of end of the Bo Horvat era. Yeah. Uh, what sort of happened last year? Um, you know, you you get a pregame ceremony, you get to do a special night out of it, and you know, you look at their schedule and they do have that you know very odd home opener before hitting the road for a very obvious road trip that mm-hmm. very closely matches their the road trip that they took to start last season. Uh, so that would that would look interesting to me. That that even that a small detail like that is something that I'd look askance at and be like, I wonder if they, you know, really wanted to open at home so as to avoid you know uh, uh, the 10 days of awkwardness remember when Bo Horvat was not the captain of the team for two games randomly and then they come back and he's named captain yeah. and everyone knew he was being named that captain so but weird. no one could say anything it was so weird yeah so um you know I, I think yes I just the right thing to do if you have a guy you think can do it if if you have a guy you're ready to do it with mm-hmm. uh and from the sounds of every commentary that you know Rick Tockett has had uh, this summer, um, you know, it certainly sounds like Hughes would be the the, the betting favorite, the guy who should have the, the shortest odds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if, if you're ready to do it, why wait, right? Like, what's the benefit? What's the argument? Well, let me throw it back at you. What's the argument to wait? Uh, if you're not sure if Quinn Hughes can handle it. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think everyone's relatively confident that Quinn Hughes can handle it. So Yeah, that's the only reason to wait. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I suppose, you know, I, I often think about it, and I, I'm not like a big into, like, the captain's season. So I know fans love this stuff, but it uh, just doesn't interest me all that much. But one thing I, one thing I still note is Quinn Hughes is going to be Quinn Hughes, whether he's got a C on his chest or, a, or an a, a M or, or an L. Like, Quinn Hughes is going to be Quinn Hughes. Um, I always think if you can name someone a captain who has to push themselves a little bit, that might be, you know, something worth considering. And, and that's one of the reasons, like, I don't think Pedersen would be comfortable necessarily being the captain of this team. And to me, that's the reason to do it, right, is, is to push him to be a little bit more outside of himself. Right. Um, but anyway, well, you know, I, 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 do, I, I suspect if I had to bet on it, I would say the Canucks do name a captain this year. It just feels right feels like they have the opportunity to do it, and it feels like it would be like a, a good way to clear your throat prior to the season. Drancer, thanks for the hit today. Hope you don't look askance at many things today because that can be <laughs> kind of uncomfortable. Um, love your vocabulary, buddy. We'll talk. Thanks, man. Yeah.
Cheers, buddy. Have a good day. I'm going to go read this thesaurus. Have a good one. Nice. Bye. See you, Drancer. Thomas Drance from the Athletic Vancouver here on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Scans? Yeah, just... he says, he says, uh, so um, he says when he hears something that he's like, oh, that's fishy, he will uh, look askance. With an attitude or look of suspicion or disapproval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't know that was a word. Cool. See, your life is a I know. what we learned segment. By the way, someone texted in and said that um, my life is a what we learned segment is the best line since you guys singing the show you're watching, Danger Bay. That was also a oh. Danger Bay song, <laughs> yeah. right? It was all like, you, a dog. <laughs> yeah, like that was that was actually hilarious. Like your life is a what we learned segment. And it's because you learned so little early on in your life. Now all this knowledge is coming at you, and you're like, wow, yeah, Jakarta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, that a, is that a small town? No. 36 million 36 people. 36 million people live there. Jason Aldean wrote a song about it. Adogs are going to be like, oh, Mexico has a city too? <laughs> yeah. I remember when I went to Mexico once with my family. I remember flying oh, over boy. the city and be like, wow, this place is big. There's a new yep. Mexico now, too. <laughs> They're making new ones? All right. Hey, listen, it is it is more difficult. In the, in the need, U.S. You need more services. So just to explain what's going on right now. Isn't you, Sunday Ticket different up here, too? Yeah, it's a, way easier to subscribe to. There's a million different platforms that provide right. it. It's, it. Put it this way. If you just want to watch NFL this season, just NFL. Mm-hmm. You need to have three streaming services and two cable channels. In the st- in the States. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because it's split across Fox, ABC, NBC, and CBS. Mm-hmm. Right? So you've got, you need ESPN Plus as a streaming service. You need Amazon, because Amazon has games now. And you need Peacock, the NBC streaming service. Right? Mm-hmm. You also need ESPN and NFL Network. Of course, you need those two. And then you rely on your traditional broadcast networks like Fox, ABC, right. NBC, and CBS. But you can stream some of those, right? You can get services where you're only streaming. Some, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I do feel bad for someone in his sort of age range who's, mm-hmm. you know, you're at the end of your road. Wasn't this all supposed to save us money? No, clearly not. <laughs> clearly not supposed save to save us networks money. money. Save yeah. Me. I Never mean, mind. like, okay. I believe the corporations. Yeah. Oh, this is good for you guys. This is, uh, we're like, oh, yes. Awesome. Yes, it is. Because I, for uh, European football, mm-hmm. we've talked about this at length. You have to have, I think, four streaming services if you want to watch everything. But even if you want to watch your favorite Premier League team, yeah, you can subscribe to Fubo. Mm-hmm. They carry it. But if you want to watch them in Champions League, you got to subscribe to DAZN. Right, okay. And then if you want to watch them in the FA Cup, Right. That's us at Sportsnet. Sportsnet. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, soccer yeah, yeah. is by far the most confusing yeah, yeah. in terms of all the streaming services. But at least like and it's and almost when, when A Dog is confused, <laughs> I know. boy is he lost. It's <laughs> almost comical. Like I remember like I remember the first time you guys started talking about it, like I can't remember six months ago, a year ago, uh-huh. whatever. What song plays in your head? Is uh, it like Yeah, exactly. Little Spanish Flea. Thank you. That's that's my thinking music. When I need to think, I've turned on Little Spanish Flea. What's the difference between the FA Cup and Champions League? Uh, well, the FA Cup uh, has a, uh, a cup in it. Uh, <laughs> the cups are remarkably it was similar to it. With an F and an A on it. It's not wrong. It, it helped yeah, distinguish. Yeah. <laughs> it is complicated. It is. There's so many of them. Yeah, let alone knowing what they are, knowing how to watch them. Yeah, yeah okay, like but, just researching all of them. Like, oh, my God. But I'll say this. At least 
there's the excuse that, well, you're watching different leagues, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I get like, that part. This, with the NFL, it's one they're league. just, yeah, but they, and they've chopped it up 18 different ways. So strange. And college football, obviously we talked about this, like that's just going to be a breakaway league for television now, is it not? That's it. Every, yeah. yeah, that's all it's going to be. It's happening as an MLB fan, too, with the Apple TV games. Right. You can't get every one of he, your home favorite home team And guess games. what? Mad Dog did not care for that either. And he mm. warned Major League Baseball. He's like, you're going down a dangerous road. <laughs> you got confused old guys it's, like me. It's dangerous. And we're the ones with money. Because the Jays, in the background. The millennials are always complaining dog. about how they're broke. Because the Jays game the other day against the Reds was Apple TV exclusive. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, yeah, always yeah, feel, yeah. I always feel bad for this, the social media sports and social media person when they say, today's Jays game <laughs> is on Apple TV. Well, and, and I'm like, oh, and no, here are the, the here older fans that are like our parents <laughs> and stuff. It's just like, oh, yeah, we didn't watch that one. Couldn't, couldn't catch that one. Like, there's yeah. just no chance that there's, they're going to be able to figure it out. I like, have not. They don't finished. Want yeah. I, I have not watched a Whitecaps game for a while. Right. But I was able to watch St. Louis and Austin. <laughs> See, that is, that still blows <laughs> At the my same mind. time yeah. that the Whitecaps were on. It's, that, it's that ridiculous. Is, that is a decision. I don't know who made it. Yeah. And I don't know who greenlit it afterwards. Like, that's a great idea. Well, but you know what? It was a better game. <laughs> well, it was. It was a good – yeah, you mentioned it. it was tons of goals. In As it. streaming becomes more prevalent, companies obviously want to take advantage of it, but some people just won't go that route. They won't like, they, they won't. They won't take the extra steps to do it. They Guys, want the easiest especially thing especially now when everyone's worried about money. Yeah. A lot of people in Vancouver are like, uh, my mortgage has something to say. Right. Right? Like I will not pay for your Apple TV Plus yeah, yeah, MLS. Yeah. But yeah. that was and it's funny because so what they did, as we're going deep in the weeds here now with this, but who cares? It's our show. We can run it into the ground if we want. Um they gave away prior and I, I doubt the timing was coincidental, but the month prior to Lionel Messi going to enter Miami, yeah, yeah. they gave away a month's free subscription. Right. So it's weird that the free subscription ended at the exact same time that Lionel Messi started playing. Did we say that was free? It's not. Right. And it's like, well, I want to watch Messi now. And they're like, ah, you're going to have to roll over that subscription that was free. Let's give us a moo cow. What a great regular insight. Ah. This is the best of Halford and Bruff. Download the full show through Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.